Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make for a Beautiful podcast. I have been reading Across Five Aprils to my little boys and it's an incredibly beautiful book about the Civil War which started in April of 1861 and then ended in April of 1865. So that's how it's Across Five Aprils. So it's kind of like four years plus a month. And the author has done an incredible job of weaving together the different perspectives and why the war was as intense as it was with a little bit of an emphasis on the western part of the war along the Mississippi which is not something that is uh, addressed nearly as much in the history books and so the brothers and I were talking about it because at one point there's an interaction with a deserter and why did the person desert And really, if you desert, there's no good options, right? You were either going to be executed if you were found, or uh, you were going to die on the run. And so kind of like, oh, there is just no good option. And the ending of that chapter has the announcement from Abraham Lincoln that he is granting pardon to the deserters, basically like go back to your recruiting offices by this date and... The only punishment that you'll face is that you're not paid for the time that you were absent without leave. And as such, it allowed people who were desperate to actually regain at least some of their dignity. Or as they would say, I <laughs> I have a chance to live, whereas as long as I was a deserter, I had no chance. But we were talking about this because... The reality is, up until the Civil War, my understanding of munitions and that sort of thing, you know, during the Revolutionary War, if you've ever really looked at the number of casualties, there's just not that many. (laughs) And part of that is because if you shot somebody with a musket ball, the musket ball would hit a bone and the bone would stop it. (laughs) It's kind of crazy to think about. But why did they always go in and dig out the musket balls? Because They were embedded, but they hadn't actually caused mass destruction. But by the time you get to the Civil War, they have new upgraded uh, ammunition and weapons. And so when somebody in the Civil War was shot, the the rifle wound, it would shatter the bone. And there's, you can't heal that. (laughs) And they didn't have the time and they didn't have the understanding of germs, so they just used the same saw again and again to hack off limbs. And the number of people who died because they didn't yet know about things like mosquitoes and malaria uh, was just incredible. The lack of good hygiene. And so you have, I once read more people die from disease in the army than actually died from the fighting. Whether that's actually true, I don't know. But it's a sobering statistic to say, yeah, if you have that many people all massed together and there's no running water to help them wash their hands and there's no soap and there's no clean food and uh, just the amount of human suffering is really tremendous and so we were talking about how there was advance in the weaponry and and then you think okay there this was also war on a scale that people really hadn't seen before i mean the Alamo was really bad, and there were a couple hundred people who died, and nobody lived. I mean, it was just, it was a massacre. But that was a couple hundred, and you come to battles 
in the Civil War and there would be 20,000 who died. And you think about, they just would pile up the bodies. Like, what do you even do with 20,000 dead people who have all died in one day and it's maybe July and, it, you know, the bodies are going to start to smell really quickly and the people who are left who are unwounded or who are only partially wounded are trying to deal with this incredible amount of wasted life and so you think too they didn't have a real understanding of things like post-traumatic stress disorder <laughs> and so of course these people were snapping and deserting and it wasn't because they were necessarily weak it was just the human body only has a certain level of tolerance for dealing with things like gangrene and rot and diarrhea and horrors like that and so I was thinking about that in a very different context because I was talking to a client and they said, we keep having extremely grumpy people come into our clinic. And they would have said this in July or August of 2023. So at this point, COVID has been over for some time, but they said, this didn't used to happen. This is really something in the last six months or so that we've gotten these really grumpy people who don't really remember what it's like to interact in a normal way and i thought oh this is kind of like one of those epoch moments in history like in the civil war where an entire generation had to come to grips with the fact that their weapons were more destructive and that the human body and mind is only able to sustain so many shocks before it snaps and so i think about our our day and age where due to covid and due to different policies and such it's almost like we've all forgotten how to behave in humane and respectful and ordinary ways and I don't know if it will be permanent but I think for me it was a good reminder to say oh we don't actually know how much damage different people sustain and in the case of my clients they're dealing with a mostly elderly population we don't know how many people they lost we don't know how many, how many new chemicals are in their bodies that they're trying to navigate that they, they haven't had before. I mean, I think about how crazy taking a single drug can make me, um, you know, something that's been prescribed, and yet that completely messes with my system. And so if you're dealing with an elderly population, who knows what different meds they've been given or uh, the number of factors is so many. And so... I guess my, my plea is that we would be kind. <laughs> and I think that overall, you know, when we walk with Jesus, he's so kind to us. Yeah, so Lord, I have just been sitting in that word kind. Lord, I think about how for Abraham Lincoln, when he extended mercy to those soldiers who had snapped and deserted, that it was like, I know that not everybody is going to agree with this. But I'm hoping that if anything, I'm just erring on the side of grace. And Lord, that's a beautiful legacy. And so Lord, for the places where in our culture, we're not dealing with 20,000 dead bodies, but we deal with things that are hard and challenging. We deal with trauma and breakdown. And so Lord, I'm asking that you would give us the grace to be able to know how to handle people with delicacy, how to handle people with kindness, how to be gentle and, and understanding. And Lord, when people um, 
what is it that it says in the scriptures, revile us, <laughs> that we would not take that to heart, but that we could give the pain of that to you and ex- continue to extend your grace and kindness outward. Jesus, I honestly don't know how you were able to be so kind, even on the cross, after you had been not only mistreated physically in horrible ways, but that you had been reviled, that you had been mocked. So Lord, thank you for your kindness. Thank you for the example that you are. Yeah, Lord, we love you. We want to be like you. Amen.